color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink. They use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every god game. That's Kirk Cousins. Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Seattle rushing four. McKissick. Five. Touchdown, Washington. J.D. McKissick. It's blocked. Rasheem Green able to pick it up for Seattle. And he's got a pass. He's got blockers all the way. How about that turn of events for Rasheem Green? They snap it. 20 seconds left. Wilson throwing, got a man wide open, it's Freddie Swain, touchdown, a 32-yard strike on Russell Wilson's 33rd birthday. Wilson, all sorts of time, throws, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, Kendall Fuller will seal the game for Washington and maybe the season for Seattle. That didn't exactly seal it at that time. You know, the onside kick, kick and everything. But at a certain point, it just becomes overkill. And I, I didn't know what else to play for some Victory Formation Tuesday music. So I figured Koozie's theme is as good as anything. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. I am your host. And whoosh, I'm worn out. <laughs> I'm worn out. Didn't get out of FedEx last night until almost 2 a.m., had to do all the writing for Sports Journey. By the way, you can go to sportsjourney.com and you can catch the recap of the game. We'll have locker room access coming up for you in just a few minutes. Bottom line, after all is said and done, your Washington football team is now 5-6. and six. They have won three straight games over Tampa Bay, Carolina, and now Seattle. That's Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and Russell Wilson is the quarterbacks that Taylor Heineke has led his offense against and beaten. Again, we got locker room access coming up for you in just a few minutes. We'll hear from Ron Rivera. We'll hear from Heineke. We're also going to give you Tress Way in his, in his entirety last night because the guy's just absolute gold. And if you didn't see the game, I'm sure you've heard about it by now. Tress Way became a rather important figure when Joey Sly injured his hamstring. Uh, before we get to all that, though, let's talk about what we really liked last night. At FedEx Field, I was a little concerned about the fact that it seemed like there wasn't going to be a crowd there. I mean, literally, 
a half hour before kickoff, there might have been 10,000 people in the stands. And that's because of the fact that the traffic on the Beltway is horrible and the digital parking passes and the way they take those. No offense to anybody working the crowd control there. They're doing the best they can, but the system is just is absolutely awful. But it filled up uh, about as it has normally so far this season. I thought I saw a few more people in the upper deck, but the announced attendance was still just north of, I think, 52,000 people. Maybe it was 56,000. Whatever it was, it, it wasn't anywhere close to a sellout. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, 50, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? 52,680. That is 64%. Not great when it comes to attendance. Uh, But the folks that were there and the ones that watched it on TV saw another dominating performance on the ground by Washington's offense. It makes our, our, I think I tweeted last night that uh, our good friend Chris Russell from um, 980, ESPN 980, the team in Washington, uh, was actually, it was actually emo over the whole thing because of the fact that uh, Washington racked up 152 yards on the ground. And in my mind, the the most important stat of the night, the time of possession, it was almost, it was more than two to one. Washington held the ball for 41 minutes and 40 seconds. Seattle, 18 minutes and 20 seconds. Until the last 10 minutes of the game, Seattle only had five first downs. I mean, it was really, you talk about winning old school. It, it You know what it reminded me of um, on a much, much less important level, believe me, because I know the comparison is going to seem ludicrous. Just hear me out. It reminded me of Super Bowl seventeen, just physically in the way the game was played. A couple of quick strikes by the other, by the other team. And Washington just grinding it out on the ground. I'm not making any comparisons to anybody, but that was the kind of game it was. You know, that that fluke two points that the Seahawks got kind of made it feel a little closer than it should have been at halftime. Um, and, and make no mistake about it, in the overall scheme of things, Washington was lucky to get out of there with a win. That one could have easily gone the other way. But... For all of the would've, could'ves, and should'ves from last night, I kind of give it a wash because I'm sorry. That Logan Thomas touchdown was a touchdown as far as I'm concerned. So not to mention the fact that had Joey Sly not hurt himself and Washington could have kicked a field goal, the game would have been over right there. They would have kicked a 20, 25-yard field goal, and the game would have been over. It would have been 20-9 to at that point. With less than a minute to go, Seattle had no timeouts. So, to me, everything kind of evened itself out in the universe. And now Washington is 5-6, and six, and they are in 7th place, which is good enough for that third wildcard spot. And the simple fact of the matter is, it's in their hands. Now, they are not going to finish the year 11-6. and six. That just isn't going to happen. But... If they went out, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Not the Eagles, not the Vikings, not the Falcons, or anyone. Again, 
I don't think that that's going to happen. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee you that it's not. But this team is starting to develop an identity. And as old school as it is, if they can keep this up, you know, 152 yards rushing on, on 43 carries, they're going to be a tough out week in and week out. So they're 5-6 and six right now. If And, you know, you look at the schedule – they're going out to Vegas this weekend. Yeah, the Raiders hung, what, 33, 34 points, whatever it was on Dallas last week. But aside from that, the Raiders have been struggling the last month or so. You go out there, if you can get a win there, you're 6-6 six and six now, and this team is on a roll, in their minds at least. Then you come home to play the Cowboys – conceivably for first place, even if you're not playing it for first place because Dallas doesn't have Mike McCarthy on the sidelines because of COVID on Thursday night, not to mention, although that, you know, may be a good thing. But say the Saints beat the Cowboys on Thursday night, Washington kicks off knowing that they've got a chance to play for the division lead the following week. They could conceivably kick off at 4:15, knowing that they could go a game and a tiebreaker up on the Eagles. Nine wins is getting you into the playoffs. I'm convinced of that. The chances have got to be about 90% in the NFC that nine wins get you into the playoffs. So can they get to nine? That was a huge one Monday night against Seattle. It's the biggest one of the year so far until this weekend. But you get this one against the Raiders, and now all of a sudden you're 6-6. Six and six. Now you're talking about going three and two down the stretch. And the more you stack together, the more breathing room you give yourself in order to get those nine wins. And the more desperate you make those other teams behind you. So it'll be interesting to see. And you know what? It's okay. Have fun with it. It is all right to believe. Enjoy the ride. The football team is going to be relevant here through most of the month of December and... You know what? At this point, that's about as good as as we can hope for. So enjoy it. Before we go any further, though, got some big news for you here. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game or an action-packed, low-scoring one like last night, although we could have done without the Muffed onside kick. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you're going to be a winner once a single point is scored. Check this out. New customers who bet just a dollar, one dollar on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action because everybody can pay for, play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Again, a dollar, one team scores, a field goal, a safety, anything, you win $100 in free bets. I mean, what are the odds there's going to be a 0-0 tie and it's going to be the one game that you bet? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official 
sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, time to get you your exclusive locker room access. You don't get that from any other podcast that's covering the Washington football team. By now, you've probably heard from Rivera, so we're going to start it a little bit differently this week. I want to give you Hunter Tressway in his entirety at the podium, and the reason is because this guy is absolute gold. I, I, I really – Tressway is a good dude, and he's always been a favorite uh, of us in the media, and the reason being – is because he's so self-aware. I mean, he knows that this ain't brain surgery, and while he has uh, certainly has an important role on the team, he knows the deal. Um, why was he at the podium, a punter, you ask? And believe me, he recognized the absurdity of it. It was because of the fact that kicker Joey Sly, in trying to run down that blocked two-point, uh, that blocked extra point that Seattle wound up scoring two points on, uh, injured his hamstring. And that meant that as they came out for the second half, lo and behold, Tress Way was going to have to handle all of the kicking duties. And fortunately, it was in the plan once they got into the locker room was that there were not going to be anything more than kickoffs out there in the second half. That's all he did. Um, so here's Tress uh, talking about that and some other things. Um, again, I know you're probably driving around listening to this. I think you will enjoy Tressway. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling the guys out there, fun fact, this is my first time in this room. Eight years, never been in here. Done it on the road a few times, but never here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so Joey is one of the most explosive place kickers I've ever been around. Dude, super strong, super strong leg. And he tried to get out the gate after big old 94 made me look like a child trying to tackle him on that block PAT and, uh, and was battling some hammy stuff at halftime and was really working, trying to get back, get going with the docks. And Coach, Coach Nate Katzer comes up to me and he goes, he said, hey, can you kick off? And I said, I can kick off. And he said, well, what are you expecting? I said, I'll try and get it close to the goal line. It ain't going to be real high. So, <laughs> well, hopefully we can get down and smack him in the mouth and make some tackles. And so came out and kicked off. And it was a, it was a rush being out there for sure, yeah. yeah. So what, what's going through your head when you're coming out? Knowing that yeah, so uh, the first two coming out of halftime, I kicked him off and I just thought, crap they're not going very far this isn't good it's been seven eight years since I've kicked off and then I started getting it going a little bit and then that first one to open the second half I think I take I think I take like seven or eight steps into the ball so it was oh my god 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 I was just please don't hit it out of bounds and just try and get it down there just not hit it nice and easy hit it fat and let it get down there and it ended up working out all right and then the first one we got they had a penalty so we backed them up even further so yeah it was fun to be emotionally invested in a kickoff again I don't want to do it again but I will if if I need to for sure yeah I did want to now here's the deal our defense was rolling they had an awesome night so I'm thinking I'm sitting there with Kyle Allen Kyle Allen would be my holder 
the funniest part about that, Kyle Allen asked me, he goes, hey, you're lefty, right? And I go, that's a good, that's a good start. Yes, I'm lefty. So <laughs> let's make sure we're on the right side there. He was working with cheese and he was just like, hey, man, I'm ready if you are. I go, dude, I'm ready. <laughs> we were talking and it was kind of like the roulette wheel. It's red or black. I'm going to hit it. So maybe from 20 yards away, it might be good. I think that would be the one thing missing, you know, kind of from my resume I've got going here. Got to complete some passes, some tackles, things like that. That would have been some sweet icing on the cake. And I just asked Coach. I said, Coach, how close were you? He goes, I was pretty close. But, you know, they told me how we were looking. I was like, hey, I don't blame you. I mean, we won the game. That's all that matters. But, yeah, I was definitely wanting to. That would have been that would have been sweet. I got a bunch of texts from my old buddies because I kicked in high school. And they were like, oh, dude, we were wanting to see some old school dress. And, yeah, so not this week. Yeah. So I used to have a bet with Hop um, every preseason uh, for sushi. It was a 50-yard field goal in the middle of the field, and I think I won sushi once off of him. But uh, other than that, I don't practice it a lot. But, you know, I was feeling pretty good kicking into that net. You know, like, you can, you can look like an all-pro kicking into that net. So Plus, I had the fans right there by the net were really gassing me up. I even heard a couple of Tress chants, Tress, Tress. I was like, oh, this is going to be freaking sweet if I can nail this. But we won. I'll take it. I had told Coach Nate Katzer because I one thing that I tried to establish, like in in dealing in those serious moments with Coach, I'm not going to BS around at all. And so he was he was just saying, "Hey, what distance do you like?" And I said, "You know, if we're around the 15 yard line, the ball's on the 15 yard line. So me kicking a PAT or closer, and then desperation." a 40-yarder if we have to have it to try and go to overtime, something like that. Um, but I had a feeling as long as we were had the lead and we were getting down closer to their, you know, their goal line, that's just, that's just backing their offense up. So it was kind of win-win. But I, ha- I had told them about a 30-ish field goal. Would have loved the 20-ish field goal, but I had told them the 30-ish field goal. Yeah. How's it working practice? I mean, do yeah. you guys ever, you know? We practice – Twice a week, we practice back. We do holder school, backup holder school with Logan Thomas and Kyle Allen. We don't really do backup kicker school. So I have a feeling, I have a feeling starting this week, we're probably going to do that a little bit more. But so, yeah, it's not, not something like you typically practice. A lot of teams try and work it in in the preseason from time to time. But yeah. Yes, and thank you for bringing it up. Uh, Coach Stoops yanked that chain real quick. I was one for six in my career. I think Indomitian Sioux swallowed one at Nebraska, and then there was a couple other ones that weren't so hot. But uh, so Coach told me to stick to punting. He thinks I've got a future, and I got to give him some credit there. He was right on that one. But, yeah, other than that, Oklahoma playing, I think it was at home against A&M in 2010. Been a decade, so that would have been a, that would have been a rush. Are you you know what, Pete? That's a great question, man. I think I have never iced after a game. I think I'm going to ice tonight. Thank you. I think I'm going to do that. I think I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Coach uh, Coach Ron asked me. He's like, "Hey, can you drop kick?" Because Michael Dixon on on their squad, dude's dude's incredible. And Coach comes up. He's like, "Hey, can you drop kick?" And I go, "Look at me." No. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I had a feeling you were too young for that. I go, coach, no. I was like, it's not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. Three in a row, man. I, uh, it's funny cause I get to be the old dude now. And whenever I watch all these guys, like 
when you watch Heineke freaking run around and make the plays he does, when you got our defense flying around, sacking Russ when we need it, making incredible plays, the emotion behind the team, you guys have seen it in the past. It's dangerous and it's really fun. And I just, I think, I think coach has got an awesome motive going with us. We have found this traction. We found this belief and in a real cheesy way, I'm a dad, I'm a big softy now. We kind of found each other. We kind of found all these strengths and in the moments and things like that. And it's really, really fun to be a part of. Yeah. Thanks guys. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Anytime you guys, just let me know. See, see, you, see you guys. You got to love that guy. You, you really do. He is. He's a good guy. Uh, he's, always, he's always fun to talk to kind of off the record in the locker room uh, after games. He knows a lot about fo- He knows football really well. Um, one of the things that we've kind of missed because, you know, we're not in the locker room talking to those guys. It's, it's all at the podium. Uh, but it was good to talk to Trust last night. Again, uh, really, really good dude. All right, how about uh, Terry McLaurin? Um, you know, uh, bottled up statistically, um, but still a, you know, a good week for him. Uh, just asking him, starting off, um, how's it feel now? Winners of three straight. Yeah, um, you know, we got some momentum right now, and um, you know, it feels good to be able to put um, pra- good practices together during the week and come out and execute on Sundays. Um, So to have three in a row, um, that's a good feeling. And we just got to continue to keep the same approach, um, learn from the things that we could do better from this game, and get ready to go out west uh, on a short week. You know, you you think that he he had a quiet night last night because other people were scoring touchdowns, you know, specifically um, J.D. McKissick. Uh, But – he still wound up with uh, tied for the most targets, most targets any wide receiver. Still made four catches. Still had fifty-one yards. Four for fifty-one was still still Washington's leading receiver on Monday night. We also asked him what's what's been the big secret here. How has this team been able to stay together and not let the season come apart, kind of like it has for their counterparts? And he gives credit, as most of the players do, to Ron Rivera. Um, I mean, I just think, um, you know, <clears throat> he's just been preaching to us to continue to, to fight and, and control what we can control. And, um, you know, I feel like at halftime, you know, there was a game where we felt like um, we could finish and, and come out on the winning side. So, um, you know, he has all the faith in the world in us. It's just a matter of us continue to stack good days together and, and coming out um, and executing. Logan Thomas was also back in the lineup after coming off an injured reserve. Said he felt a little bit rusty out there. Still had three catches for 31 yards. And, of course, would have he had that touchdown that was taken off the board. Uh, but Logan said it's, uh, he's, he's really been impressed with the way the team has handled itself uh, with all of the injuries. You know, he's not the only one that's been out. And he said that the depth is something that has really impressed him on this roster. I can't say enough about those guys that have come in and played. Like you said, the four center, Keith came in and did his thing. Wes was doing his thing. He stepped in last week after not taking center snaps for four years almost. Um, John Bates and uh, Ricky held it down for me while I was gone. Samus held it down as well. He did a great job last week in the run game, um, bringing that physicality. Uh, I'm very thankful for those guys. Uh, they kept me in it a lot of those days. They became hard while I was gone. 
Um, but it's not just the offensive thing. Look at the defense, too. I mean, we got defensive ends that are out. We got linebacker John Bostic that's been out pretty much all year now. Uh, we got a lot of a lot of guys that are playing big, big roles that just keep going and keep going. And uh, I'm super proud of this team. I think you see who we are as people uh, that show up in our play. That was uh, Keith Ishmael. That was the Keith that he was referencing, and uh, Wes Schweitzer. Schweitzer uh, went out with an ankle injury, and Keith Ishmael replaced him at center. And yeah, that was the that's the fourth starting center that Washington has had so far this year. We also talked to Landon Collins. You got to give Collins credit. Um, well, he will be honest about things, including where he's playing right now is the um, big nickel or the Buffalo nickel safety or the drop down safety as, as Rivera called it last night. And since they're winning, Logan says it's okay, but it, it's still not his favorite position out there. I'm still not thrilled about it, but um, regardless whatever they put me out on the field, I'm going to try to make, make the best out of the opportunity. I'll make plays as much as possible. And if they call on my name, I'm going to do so. And um, I'm a team player. So as long as we win it and we, I'm helping the team win, I'm good with that. Well, there you have it. That's, he's got, that takes balls, though, to come out and say that in a post-game press conference. And he's been playing great there. He may not like it, but he is playing great as the box safety. I, he really is. I mean, that's when this defense really started playing well was when they needed uh, another linebacker and basically – I don't care what you call it. Landon Collins is, is playing linebacker right now. Um, he also uh, also said that um, you got to give credit to the offense and how many we have. That is something we have not heard a lot of with this team in recent years. But Collins said one of the reasons the defense is playing so well is because the offense is giving them time to breathe. Oh, uh, we just clicking. We keeping each other accountable. Uh, we have a great scheme. Our coach is putting us in a great position to make plays. And we just we just going from there. And then our offense is keeping us fresh. They're keeping us fresh. They're keeping us off the field. So that's a big that's a big come up. When you get the offense, when you get the defense talking like that about the offense, now you know that they've got something going. Taylor Heineke had another good game. Yes, he did throw an interception, but you look at the stats: twenty-seven to thirty-five, two hundred twenty-three yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, quarterback rating of forty-nine point eight. So respectable. And uh, we asked Taylor after the game, you know, again, just try to explain this secret sauce to us with the turnaround since the bye week. Um, again, you know, going into bye week, having four losses in a row, um, coming back and, and having win three in a row is great. Um, the confidence in there is, is awesome. Um, and it really starts those guys up front, offensively, offensive line. Uh, they don't get a lot of credit, but these last three weeks they've been phenomenal not just running the ball protecting me as well so um, I wanted to give them a, a shout out for sure well coach Masco does a great job of getting those guys ready um, he coaches those guys really hard and uh, he does a good job of kind of rotating in the men so that t- tonight wasn't the first night I took snaps from Keith and um, you know he came in played a great game uh, those guys in, in the huddle were you know really pumping them up getting them ready um, so again he, he came in and did a great job so now they have to guard against that complacency now that things are rolling, because that's the one thing that that one of the biggest minuses that they've got on the spreadsheet is the fact that there's really no room for error here. You can't have a bad day. Uh, you can't afford to lay an egg at this point because you've still, even at five and six, you got to win four out of those last six on the schedule. You just have to if you want to get into the playoffs. 
But the good news there is that I don't think Jonathan Allen, who also played yet another standout game, is going to let this team come out flat, at least not if he can help it. I still think I hate losing more than I like winning. When I win, that's what we work for. That's what we expected. You don't go into a game expecting to lose. So we did what we were supposed to do. We did our job. You know, you don't reward a fish for swimming. I mean, we're supposed to win football games. That's what we get paid to do. So now we got to look at it with a critical eye and make sure we don't get complacent. You know, that's the hardest thing is when you win, people start to relax a little bit. People start to get ahead of themselves, and we can't do that because we haven't arrived yet. I can see why Nick Saban wanted him in Alabama. I really can. So there you have it. Uh, It's Washington going out to Vegas to play the Raiders' late game on Sunday. As of right now, Washington is in that seventh playoff spot. Can they keep it? That is what we will find out. Making the clock on the wall, say we got to get out of here. Caps on the ice tonight in South Florida against the Panthers. Hey, we got a live watch along coming up on YouTube tonight on uh, the Hockey Hockey Podcast Network's um, uh, YouTube page. So come and check it out. Uh, and give us a give us a subscribe and uh, and a like on it, will you? We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.